You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Sid Talk. Yes. It is actually officially the beginning of fall, uh, and the temperatures have lowered, and the leaves are starting to fall. What is your opinion? What is this, a weather report? What's your opinion (laughs) of fall? Uh, guess. You guess what it is. It's your favourite. Is it your favourite? <laughs> or is winter your You favorite? say that with such confidence as my husband of 16 <laughs> years. It is my favourite. I mean, spring is awesome because I get to watch my little seedlings grow now, which I've been doing for a few years, you know. But something about autumn and fall just makes me feel like I'm exactly right with the whole universe. That's how big it is. It, when um, the leaves start, I just, there's something about it that I can't. I like the temperature Nothing drop. compares. The temperature, the feeling of it, like, I don't know, everything's going to sleep, you know, and I've always been a night person, so maybe that's why I like it's autumn the, um, winter. When you just said you like watching all your s- seeds growing and stuff, everything starts to die. Yeah. Fall, so maybe you're just morbid. I like that too. <laughs> but the thing is, obviously, with the biking... Hey, we went biking yesterday. We did 30 miles. My only disadvantage is we can't go much longer. Yeah, we did 30 miles yesterday. Yeah, I mean, you can bike. Many people bike in freezing cold conditions. It's not that fun. Many people are crazy. It's not that fun. In snow, it gets to the point where you need those chains on your tires. If I had that mask like that guy from that movie, um, that guy, Mad Max, was he from? Not sure. There was a guy from Mad Max with a thing on his face, yeah. <laughs> no, not that one. Not the white. Darth not Vader? The... No. <laughs> <laughs> nope, another one. He is... Oh, well, let's have to think of it. Um, He's a big day. He's a big deal. Uh, He's kind of a big deal. Is he not the guy from Mad it's Max? It's the one that Wombat does an impression of. <laughs> oh, Bane. Bane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's he from? It sounds like Sean Connery. What's he from? He's from Batman. Okay, Batman, Yes. It's Tom if I had Hardy. One of those masks, it is Mad Max. Okay, it is. Yeah, that's what I <laughs> If I had that mask to protect my nose and my cheeks, my face cheeks, because that's my weakness when my nose starts to run, <laughs> and you're like trying to keep snot from coming down, and then my ears get super cold. If I had good coverage on my face, I could always wrap a scarf around my neck, wear long sleeves, and wear long pants. So I think. With goggles, I'd have to have some steampunk goggles because my eyes get super dried out from the cold air. The, but the, the trouble, if I looked really awesome, the right? The trouble is when it snows, <laughs> you either need snow tires. True. You need one of those big bikes with the fat tires on them that we yeah. see people on. Our bikes with the tires we have now, you wouldn't get anywhere. Well, there you would. Ours aren't like road bikes. They're not. Then, well, I know mine are not good enough this for snow. This is not snow. the before the after the show discussion, by the way. This is just a new new sprung up discussion. Not good enough for snow or ice. Ice in particular is terrible on a bike. That's you, what the kitchen I fell off once for. this year. <laughs> Twice. Actually. You would fall off in the ice. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, really? Absolutely. That sounds like a challenge. I have the kitchen bike now, so. You won't fall off that. Or maybe you will. <laughs> Possible. <laughs> All right, so it is, um, I still don't know what it is. What is it? 4.30... Oh my god, you are like... I'm telling you, you and fucking Ron Burgundy... Can you remember? I don't care, so it doesn't matter well, if I remember. you say it without, without looking. I don't need to look, because I don't care, but I'm saying, you have this thing where you have to read off... Because I don't remember. <laughs> I'll just say a random number. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Commit it to memory, every week. I'll say, it is the <laughs> first day of August, Saturday, August the 1st, 
This is after the show number 447. We are a Blu-ray slash movie review show. And this week's movie that we're going to review is The Shallows. It's a 2016 movie released on Blu-ray on September the 27th. So you can pick it up now. It's PG-13 and it's from our friends at Sony and Sidtop. The synopsis of The Shallows. Woman versus nature. If you've ever studied how to write stories or anything about literature or telling stories, screenwriting there class. are particular, it's not just screenwriting, but telling stories. There are only like three kinds of stories, apparently, in the whole of all of human existence. There's man versus nature, man versus himself, and man versus man. In this one, we have a woman, so we're going to change it all. Woman versus nature, and a little bit of woman versus herself. Woman goes out too far on a surfboard. Shark. She's got her own personal challenges and reasons to either fight or not fight to stay alive. And thus, we have the conflict and the drama. All right. So, so the- what did you say? What's your synopsis? If she was, if she was Brody's granddaughter, it would be Jaws Seven or whatever. Five. <laughs> Jaws Five. All right. Yeah. Is let's- there a four? There is a four. Yes. <gasps> it was not good. I had to see it. Three was terrible. No, I like Joe's 3D. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. You know that why? That theme park one. Yeah, I don't oh, even know why. It. I'm sure it's bad. I mean, it has re- it's got re- it's really dumb. The, the shark has bad. got like, intelligence in that one. I understand. That is yeah. not the point. <laughs> it's like a movie that Sven Gulli would show. I watched it enough times, and it was a particular age, I guess. I don't know when it came out. I was probably drinking heavily. Well, that's probably the reason. And I, it's not good. <laughs> it was on HBO so many mm. times. I think I just it soaked into my brain as being okay, not great. I don't okay. even think two was that great. No, either. it's just one of those films. Oh, Jaws. four was personal, wasn't it? With yeah. Michael Caine. Yeah, Ugh, Jaws is just good. one of those. Uh, it, yes, it spawned some sequels. The Exorcist also spawned a bunch of sequels that were all nowhere near the first one. You Jaws is in the same. You can't compare. You can't do a Wizard of Oz. You can't do a Jaws. E.T. You, can't do you don't e. want to make a sequel. No. Things Depends like... on who. Yeah. Let's but... say Steven Spielberg decided right now, in the 21st century, to make E.T. too. Yeah, probably he'd be able to do it, right? But <laughs> I still don't Probably. think he would be able to capture that. Your confidence in him is overwhelming. <laughs> but anyway, um, The Shallows. I've not seen a shark movie for a while. I can't even... Remember the last shark movie I saw? It might have been Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. You remember that one? It was terrible. I don't remember it. Or Deep so Rising had a shark in it. I actually liked that movie, but it was trash. It was really a trash movie. But I don't it, remember. But it was kind of alright uh, in the trash kind of, uh, oh, this is really dumb and it's like a B-movie kind of. I don't, I've not watched any of these Sharknado movies. I don't really count them as, because they're just silly, right? It's not... They are shark movies, but it's not really. You haven't seen it. I've seen enough to know. <laughs> I've seen the trailers for all of them. It, it's not like this kind of shark movie. So I haven't seen a shark movie for a while, so... When you come into a shark, you know it's a shark movie. Because we saw the trailer for this one, for instance, and it shows you on the on the cover of the box. Yeah. When you're going into a shark movie, I always think, well, what can it be? Like, I, I know what it's going to be. There's going to be... A shark and some people and they'll get, you know. Some will be eaten and some will not. Um, so you always know that. it's There's not a lot. What if you've never seen one? You've what if this one? is your first one? Well, How I've... would you advise? Don't watch this, watch Jaws? <laughs> no. Um, 
I think that I think um, that what about shark movies though is you kind of know what to expect always, but I think this one did something clever and different from other shark movies by having it just be this one character instead of like a bunch of characters who can fight it or some people who come in halfway through the movie to change the day like you know here's the is the bit where they all the rescue people. So turn you're up. insulting Jaws, basically, is what you're doing. Well, no, I'm saying Jaws. I'm saying Jaws is great, but don't copy. Like they usually copy that formula. Other shark movies copy that formula. They have some people get tra- trapped on a boat or something. Somebody gets injured, and then they've got to wait for somebody to come and rescue. You're them. You're actually like there's lots of shark movies. There really aren't. There are quite a lot. I don't think so. There's a uh, the reef. Did you see the reef? Yeah, I, I saw that one. That was the one. We did see it. It was the one where they were just bobbing in the water. Like, it was really good, that one. That, that was another good one. The, the you mean couple. open water? That's open, open water. Open water, yeah. That was yeah. a really good one. That was a... That was questionably that was a, a shark true movie, story. Yeah. Questionably. Because we don't know if it was sharks and if they actually died. I mean, you saw a shark. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying... It's a shark. Their struggle wasn't that was just a with true the shark. Story, that though. was also man and woman versus nature. Yeah. So, there, that was a very good movie. Now, th- this one is not a true story. It's a what-if kind of scenario. Um, you reckon? <laughs> I feel like it's got a lot of uh, plot hole type things, but you just have to watch it as a... Like Jaws, like an action movie. It's, it's like... Jaws isn't necessarily 100% plausible either. And this kind of goes into full-on action territory at the end. So you have to watch it in that way. I'm trying to think of it like this. When I start watching a movie like this where I'm going to start pointing out flaws to myself... But I'm already kind of there, and I like the character, and I'm 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 liking it. But I know my brain is gonna start putting up, putting down the shutters yeah. eventually. I think, okay, 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 okay. What if I was 13, my 13 year old little self, sitting in front of HBO, two o'clock in the morning, with the volume turned down when I wasn't supposed to be awake and watching TV, with my face up close to our little crappy old console TV back in the 80s? If I was watching this. First off, would if you were watching this back then, your mind would be blown because this is like... <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like, I have to take my mind and erase everything I know and just watch it for what it is as if it's, you know, I'm buying into it all. I don't know all the shit. I haven't watched 5,000 movies yet. I haven't not watched special effects. I haven't watched any extras. I don't think about anything that supposedly could like cut a hole in the plot. I'm just watching it because... It's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and she's got the thing, and she cut her arm sleeve off, and she wrapped up her leg, and she's got a hook, and she did her brace, her, she stuck her earring through her leg, and she, oh my god, oh my god, here he comes, here he comes. Spoilers. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I don't think this has many spoilers. We've already said it's woman versus nature equals a shark. If you can't figure out how the shit's gonna go down. <laughs> but I think this... Here's mo- a spoiler. There are not a lot of surprises. I think this mo- uh, this movie, though, is... These are the, these are my. I think it's a very very good, very well made um, action movie. is is what it is. It's not it's not trying to be like a realistic, real. Oh, this was a real story of a person who survived a shark bite. It's not that. Soul. Um, it's not even pretending. Soul to be Surfer that. is that. Mm-hmm. There's another shark movie. Um, this is a action movie, straight up. Almost horror movie. Where the shark being the horror, the the stalker, predator, you know, like a. So, mm-hmm. um, things I loved about this movie. I, I, this movie looks amazing. Like the cinematography here is it's 
amazing. Like where where they went to film this at this island. It's a beautiful place anyway, but every shot looks amazing. There was times where I was like, "Is that that looks so good? Is that CG?" And we watched the uh, extras, and it, uh, most of it was really actually out in the water for real. I don't know about most of it. I think a, a tiny bit of it um, was actually. But the CG in this movie, and there's there's a lot. I found out later. I wasn't, didn't really notice it in the movie. See, here's what I think: most of it's CG, and they just did a few cover shots out in the water because they had to to make it. Well, you said they spent able... weeks doing that. In right, the water. but doesn't mean what we see is. That's because it took so long. Hmm. You said I got one. I got four shots of the bay. Right. Well, of... well, say it's all. Say it's mostly CG, like Avatar. I think it is. Um, it's not noticeable whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It just looks like amazing cinematography. It's a lot of underwater shots that look amazing. Um, and it's really thoughtfully shot, too. Like, like she's on a rock for a lot of the movie. And you would think, well, it's a woman lying on some rocks. And may- maybe she's on those rocks for 20 minutes in the middle of the movie. How many th- different ways can you shoot <laughs> that woman on the rocks? To You know, but yeah. I kept thinking, wow, now he's shooting it. From under the water and bobbing up and down every so often to see her. Then they're above her. Then they're, you know, it's always look like it, it was like they were kind but it's of. It's not music video-y. No, it's not. It's not. It's not that where it's like yeah. rotating around somebody all the time. Or, I mean, there is a bit of that in this movie, but, but it's, it's not overwhelming. Well. Yeah, um, it is. Whoever the cinematography is, it's top notch. Like it, it looks amazing all the time, even when it goes dark. It's not so dark you don't see everything. Like it, it, you see the shark when you when the shark's supposed to be seen. You see him. He looks good. It doesn't look hokey like some uh, robot shark swimming through the no, water. No, no, it looks really. It good. was like a real shark. Yeah, and she has dealings with it. Um, they always look correct. There's a part where she swims with some jellyfish that was like, wow, that was that looks amazing. You know, there's a if you like underwater shots. Like planet Earth, like high def underwater shots like that. There's a lot of that in this movie, just to show the beauty of this place. Um, so I loved how it looked and how it was filmed. As far as like the plot structure and the way it's put together, it's a little, at the beginning I felt like, oh, this is a little bit MTV-ish. Like, uh, it feels like uh, it's trying to be hip for the kids and like, oh, so cool. A little look, bit with Look the... how cool she is. Look yep. at this. There's a lot of, um, at the beginning. Where they sh- she's texting on a cell phone and they superimpose it up on the screen. It's kind of a bit. It's a little obnoxious. Yeah, it it feels a bit out of place almost. Like when you're watching the movie, you're like, "Oh, this is a beautiful place," and now there's all this. I stuff. guess you could think of it as that's her life is very yeah, superficial. It's very she's she even says she's kind of like shallowish about everything. Shallowish. And, oh damn! Yeah. I made a joke. I didn't know it. I guess it doesn't count. But she. Everything is that, like fluffy and perfect, and look here, I've got my. She's a bit damaged. By a parent. There's a there's a little subplot thing. The reason she comes there is to. I don't know if she's damaged more damaged than anybody else, but. Well, I don't, you know, I don't I mean? know about the level of damage, but there's definitely she she talks to her father. It's clear that well, she's, she's trying to grieve over something. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is, so there's that, which all seems very like. 
But the way it's kind of put together, that whole beginning part where she's riding in the Jeep and then she's texting. And Too all, cool for school. I, w- I was like, I hope it's not all this, because this is like watching some music video. Wouldn't it have been better if she had her phone on the rock? She would have been texting and sending pictures no, and shit. No, it would have been terrible. <laughs> like, just like, Here's a selfie with the seagull. <laughs> <laughs> but think of it, her sitting on the rock, yeah. desperately bleeding, trying to take a photo of her leg, trying to send it Because the phone would have still worked. <laughs> <laughs> so she would have been able to blog it. We need that She'd movie. She'd be like, hey guys. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, dead on the rock. Here's my wound. Don't forget to like, share, and follow. <laughs> yeah, that would have been an MTV movie. Oh my God. But this whole beginning part felt, it felt a bit too flashy for me. But then when she went off... She went to do a, a surfing, which was amazing, I thought. Like, what even, I just felt the experience of somebody surfing in this movie. You know, when she, when they go underneath the waves to get through the waves? Yeah. All that part, I really enjoyed it. I was like, well, wow, it's not, nothing much happening. She's just getting out there. And I'm feeling but like, it feels like I'm there with her. I'm feeling the awesomeness that people feel, not because I'm there, because I can't ever feel that, because I'm never going to surf, but. I get it from the vibe and the tone, the sounds that they're making and the sound of the water and like that guttural noise they put in there. And then when the waves come and they show you the distance, like in the, like you're isolated, then I start feeling the menace. I start feeling the danger before we have any danger at all. You start feeling the power. Like, are you an idiot? Are we idiots for going out on a little tiny board on these gigantic waves? And not expecting to die every single time, right? So, so that's the, the thrill. The of high of it right? must be so incredible. So I felt that just from all the being right, I mean, literally right in there, under the water watching her, under the water watching the wave go over, which is amazing. I mean, being able to put cameras underwater now and like not just with the big rig, with the big plastic box where you can still kind of, you know, you used to could still kind of tell it wasn't really in the water. And now it's just, I yeah. felt it. So I was really impressed with that. So, and it take you know, this is really short movies, like 89 minutes, yet they take the time. It makes yeah. you feel, oh, I understand why she surfs. And, I un- and she meets some dudes who are also surfing, and they have a bit of a conversation. You know, it really does take its time. And then when, actually, the shark does occur, the- she gets bit by a shark. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. Um, <laughs> You're I, thought, I felt it was more shocking, because it, it-, it came at a moment I wasn't expecting it. I felt oh, a bit. I felt relaxed. Oh, yep. this is really cool. I, I like... And then when it came, I was like, oh shit. And then immediately you're in this, what are you going to do now, like, kind of mode. So I thought it was really effective that way. Um, and then it goes into, like, I, I say, like a castaway kind of moment. Like a, a area of the film where she's stranded on a rock. She can't go inland because... She's not very far from the shore. Hmm. But she can't go she's to the... She's in the shallows. Yeah, she can't go to the shore because the shark is circling. She's bleeding, so the, the shark's sticking around like because it thinks, oh, there's food around here. So she can't really go. So she's hanging around, and there's a bit of her on the rock. Not a bit, quite a lot of the movie, where she's on the rock just contemplating. First, she's trying to repair herself. Conveniently, she's a uh, nurse. Yep. No. No. I mean, um, <laughs> what do you call it? A doctor. She's going to medical school to yeah. be a doctor. Yeah, convenient. She knows. That's very convenient, so that's kind of a tough one. But It's just a screen. It's possible. Writer, like, it's possible. Thing, isn't it? yeah. It's like, uh, well, you know, how would she know how to do that? Here's thing? the thing, however. If she was that smart of a young lady, she wouldn't go that far out. I'm yeah, but saying. sometimes the thrill and the... <laughs> the There was no thrill what she was doing. She was going out because she saw that big blob. No, I'm saying sometimes the 
you get lost. Like she was, a, she was kind of getting lost in the excitement of doing what she's doing. Like, I know. Um, and she doesn't. It's not a particular. She don't go that far out. It's not really. A, I mean, I've seen surfers go further than that. So she. It, that's the idea. The shallows. It looks to you all the time like, well, you just go back to shore now. Surely it won't see you. That's the frustration. Yeah. But that's also an analogy for her. Right. Um, emotional state that all she, she she's right there with getting over it and yet she's just not letting go of something. True. So um it's deep. Not really. But <laughs> the ocean is deep. <laughs> not here. It's very shallow. So it's good. Um, it's good in that way. Uh, I thought the suspense level is good when it starts getting to it. It's kind of predictable towards the end because it because she's on a rock and there's a something. There's only one more thing. Or the it was clear to me that she would end up where she ends up, and that would probably be the solution to this problem. It was clear to me that was going to happen. Um, so there's not a lot of suspense. To, for me, when it comes right near the end. Because you, we kind of know how action movies are going to end. Correct. There has to be a showdown, right? And the good guy has to win, right? That's generally... Are you being sexist? Does it always have to be a good guy? Good girl. The good girl has to win. Good woman. And it's quite clear that that's going to happen. So, towards the end... Spoiler! Sus- suspense didn't come into it anymore for me. I just wanted to go with the ride and see exactly what happened. Yeah, because you know, like I said, if you've watched thousands of movies, particularly you know, man versus nature, yeah. woman versus nature, somebody has to live and somebody has to die. Everybody doesn't ever all die. So you may have ended up with one that would have made a better story. She didn't make it out alive, but hey, you know, people like their oh, happy. Lost the Maybe they that would have been a nice alternate ending. <laughs> yeah. That when they find the camera and then the thing and then the next I thing we see ul- is her funeral. <laughs> while we were watching it, I thought of an alternate ending. Well, actually, while we were watching it, um, that meant you weren't fully engaged with the story. No, it was after it finished. But uh, the whole—I'm w- not going to spoil this part—but the whole after the epilogue, as as they like to say on the streets of San Francisco, <laughs> I um, would have liked that epilogue. To have been in her imagination just before she died, like her, like she's thinking of that. What all of it? The bit where she she goes out with and sees <laughs> that's all. That is a um, in her mind just before she croaks it. Oh, yeah. Because it could, you know, you could have uh, it could have been that, but obviously not going to kill a main character like that. <laughs> There's not many Hollywood movies that are ballsy enough to really deal with it that way. We've seen a couple. We don't want to give any spoilers, but yeah, it would be nicer if some more. I mean, we've seen a couple, haven't we? I'm saying, does not tell me. Oh, I know. Don't 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 say it. No, I know one movie. It's called Skyline. Remember Skyline? I know you're giving an end of a movie. That's what I'm saying. Don't spoil the movies for people. I I don't think by saying this, um, it would spoil it. I'm saying it has an unconventional ending. Actually, the characters, it's not about characters dying. It's the ending of that movie is not what you would expect from a Hollywood movie. From a Hollywood movie, you would expect Independence Day. Right? That's an alien invasion movie that doesn't have a conventional ending. Right, but by saying we all know what the conventional ending is and this one doesn't have a conventional ending, you are telling people basically what the ending is. No, no, I'm not, because actually you would never guess what the ending of that was. Skyline. 
You would never just think, oh, it has an unconventional ending. Oh, that's it. Because it's not, is it? I don't remember. <laughs> well, it's not. <laughs> it's not what you're it thinking. It's not like they killed the I like characters. the movie, but I don't remember the ending. Right. Um, so this movie, yeah, it's very um, predictably Hollywood uh, screenwriting kind of movie. But it's an enjoyable 89 minutes at the same time. Enjoyable and tense, and I felt the danger, and I felt the the possibility that people, humans, have survived horrible physical experiences. We've all been told the tales. People have been trapped on mountains in the water for days. We watched Everest. Freezing things. Yes, we've we know humans do survive, either by their own like ingenuity or just. Sort of like because they just stay alive and then finally get saved or whatever. But it's those it's those little elements of the question marks in your brain as you you have to just clip them off and say, uh, 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 don't creep in there, question marks. Just let me enjoy and imagine what it would be like. And if I were her, what choices would I make? And you just kind of go with it. Well, what, one of the things, the other thing that's really good about this movie, as we're going into the cast, is. There isn't much of a cast, and this whole movie rests on the back of this one character. It does. She's yeah. called Nancy, and she's played by Blake Lively. Lively. Um, and she is, uh, it's like Castaway with Tom Hanks. A lot of the acting and scenes in this movie are her with nobody else. She's talking to herself. She's talking to a seagull. There's a, like, like her Wilson in, um, yep. There's a character that's not a character that she t- ends up talking to. Not the same way, but... There's a lot of her not talking at all, yet you understand exactly where she's at, like, in her head at that point, or what she's going to do. Like like at the beginning, for instance, she doesn't say a word, but she straps a surfboard onto her ankle, and the look on her face is the look, I, I assume, a surfer would have when they're, I'm about to do this, like this... There's just a look on her face that this is the ultimate high for me and I'm going to mm. go and do it now. Yeah. Like, I'm excited. Um, so there's a lot of... She's acting, you know, in this movie, she's acting on her own. She's on her own, like, I would say, what, 80% of the movie? 90 There's nobody to speak to. I mean, she speaks to a couple of guys who are swimming in the water, surfing. Um, they're, you know, they're negligible. They're just some characters who yell at her and she yells, she yells some stuff back. She speaks to a, a, the guy who drives her to the island for a little while. It's Two minutes. inconsequential, really. It's just a chat. And then... It's to establish a few things, as yeah. you do when, when you're writing a story and you're establishing your character. She we speaks, get it very right in your face. She speaks to a family over Skype on the phone at the beginning. And that is, uh, that's the speaking part of this movie. There's yep. a lot of the movie where she's not saying anything. She just talks to herself a little bit. I'm saying she talks to herself or she talks to this seagull. Or she talks to the shark. So tiny bit, yeah. So the it's um all on the back of Blake Lively. It's the whole movie. If it wouldn't work if she wasn't any good, and she really is good. What did you think of her? Yes. I felt like there were a lot of times when it was like mm, I don't know how to describe it, but trying to be cool and in distress and not just full-on being in distress and then there are moments when she was fully doing a good job of what i would think but 
of being whatever pain she was in. But most of the time it was like this sort of... <laughs> yeah, I, You don't I, really do when you're in pain. I, I don't know. Well, you don't. Because you, if you had that kind of pain, you don't... I mean, she was cold. Don't... She was bleeding. <laughs> right, but there's just, there's this acting pain and there's pain pain. You know? I mean, the, over, the overly sexualize her. <laughs> it's not her fault. The camera, the the way they do a lot of the shots at the beginning, it's like, well, look at this beginning? hot Beginning? Shit, even though she's all cut up and bitten, she's totally some... <laughs> Somebody's going to enjoy this movie in a different way. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, I, I mean, she's a good-looking woman, but they linger on her body a lot at the beginning. But that then that's where, that beginning part where they're doing that, that's where I was saying to you, it feels a bit MTV to me because it's like, oh, here's some TNA and here's some. You did some... it all the way through. You just didn't you... notice. Well, no, I did notice, but it's not quite as lingering as the beginning of the movie when she when she's getting on the surfboard and she's all fresh and everything. Yeah, I mean, later true. on she's got like wounds and she's yeah, but kind they're of... still very focused on her cleavage and her ass crack. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, I mean, a lot. So I mean, be prepared. Yeah, but it's not, uh, it's... It's like the movie Crash. Maybe there are some people who dig it when some when a woman's got, like, horrible shark wound on her And leg. I mean, you know, she looks like she looks, right? And she surfs, right? So she's in a wetsuit top and she's in a bikini. It's not... It's not outrageous. No. But the camera does like her a lot. So, <laughs> yeah, it's whoever's filming it... Likes her a lot. Likes her a lot, yeah. So you, you do feel that. I did, anyway. But she, I think she's really good in this. I like her. She's, um... It's an interesting movie to do. It, I was thinking, like, well, as it was going on, I bet this was really tough to film. You know, like, you know films. When they make a film like this, she's probably in a tank of water for months on end, just, mm-hmm. like, sitting there and waiting for stuff and uh, act a bit now, you know. These kind of movies, are, are, I reckon, are pretty hard to make. Especially when you're acting on your own. <laughs> so you just lay in, like, the, even showed you in the extras, she's lay on a real rock, well, a fake rock, in the real ocean. And she just has to kind of wait until helicopters come by to take shots and stuff. It looks uh, intimidating. And you have to be really fit, and she obviously is fit. Um, so yeah, she's in this movie. And there are not, there's a guy called Oscar Jayanada. Is that how you say it? Uh, Jayanada. And he's called... He's, Jayanada, he, he plays sorry. Carlos. I, I wouldn't have even mentioned him. You said you liked him. Yeah. I wouldn't even mention him because he really, really, he barely factors into it. I know, it. but he's... If he'd maintained... If he'd been a character throughout, he would have been... I thought he was really good, so... Yeah. And any other characters in the movie, which I didn't put down, are just people she encounters along the way. And like I say, she encounters a couple of people. Three people, to be honest. There's yep. three people and this Carlos guy. Four. Three and Carlos. I know, that's four. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> but um, Carlos guy is not really... Like, he brings her there, you know? Um, there's a seagull called Sully. They gave him the name Sully. Um, it's an actual real seagull. I thought it was CGI, that seagull. But it's a real seagull. And I said to you, I wonder how they got that seagull to... And you said, well, they broke it. It's, it's got a broken 
wing. And I was like, no, in real life, they didn't just break I didn't say wing. they'd break, break a wing. I'm saying there could have been a seagull <laughs> there that wouldn't fly. And so they decided to befriend it because it wouldn't go anywhere. Apparently. They're fairly friendly from what I understand. What I read was he didn't even have... It, it was a seagull, just a plain seagull that could fly off at any time. But it was a tame seagull that a bird tamer has. Uh, and they just kept him around. There are some CG shots of the seagull in the movie. But it said it was two percent of the entire shots. You wouldn't tell. You couldn't tell. No, you couldn't tell. And I it kept, I kept thinking. Was it on the surfboard? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Pro- probably. Um. But uh. Yeah. There's a seagull, and they named him uh, Steven Seagull, <laughs> after Steven Seagal. And there's a shark, which is a completely CG shark. There is no tame shark that they can wrangle. <laughs> <laughs> so, but. You wouldn't know it was a CG shark. Yes, you would in some shots because it gets kind of crazy towards the end. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's quite, kind of clear that it is. But it won't have you going, oh, God, look at that shark. It's so bad. It's no, not it's that really good. It is good the entire time. So this is directed by Jean Clay Serra. He's a French uh, director who we have seen before. He, he made this movie, which I really, really like, called Orphan. Um, it's a really cool horror movie. I just, it, it had one of those moments for me where I just, it's just a great, I like it as a horror movie. He also made Non-Stop with Liam Neeson, which I really like too. It's a good action oh, movie. Yeah. He made Run All Night, another Liam Neeson uh, action movie. Very similar to Non-Stop. Very similar. Non-Stop is on a plane <laughs> and Run character. All Night is in a city. You're right. But they're really the same movie. And he also made Goal 2. Um, I really like the Goal movie and I really like the Goal 2 movie too. So... He's a really interesting French director. He kind of does these... His movies are not um, art house by any means. They're all big Hollywood, like, you know, big let's make some money kind of movies, to be honest. But I think he does a really good job. He's got an eye for something. Like, The Shallows looks brilliant the entire time. I was like, wow, this is just outstanding cinematography. And I think the other movies are too. I think Run All Night looked awesome. Run All Night was actually a good story. I really liked it. It was. Uh, non-stop was good, entertaining. One of those ones where you're on the edge of your seat going, crap, what's going to happen here? So I like him as a director, but he, you know, he's like a commercial director. I believe that's what you would call him. He isn't like, who else, Who would you say is not a non-commercial director? Somebody like the guy who made Drive. I think Ryan Gosling doesn't, wouldn't make a commercially movie as a director. I mean, he would as an actor, not as a director. No, but not as a director, that's what I'm saying. Somebody who's in it for the art of film. You just said that yesterday, actually, on our 30 Mile Back Ride. Yeah. But this guy is a commercial film director. He will make you a good-looking film, commercially, which all of his movies are, and they will make money. It's that kind of director. But there's room for that kind of director, and I think this guy's a good example. This isn't artsy or anything. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's the reason. Like, this guy will make you a good-looking film. It might not blow your mind or anything. Often kind of blew my mind a little bit. (laughs) But even that, it's a a straight-up studio-looking horror movie, isn't it? With an interesting story. So, yeah, I, I think there's room for those kind of guys, and they can almost make anything where it's a straight up, you know, we're watching Warcraft next week. If you give this guy, here's Warcraft, it's this big giant movie, he would come out with a big, good-looking giant movie. Whereas somebody else, like somebody, Kevin Smith, I wouldn't trust him with my big, (laughs) cool-looking giant movie because he's something else, isn't he? He's not that. True. 
So uh, Disney have a, a lot of these people on their books because we watch some Disney movies and we go, oh, who directed that? And a guy's name pops up. And then we look at the other movies he made and we're like, oh, yeah, we don't know really know who he is. No. But he made a load of movies that are kind of big, you know, money But they're makers. generic. Yeah, generic money-making movies. So um, extras on this Blu-ray, there are a few. Not, not a ton, to be honest. There's some deleted scenes. It's how to build a shark, shooting in the shallows, finding the perfect beach, and when sharks attack. The when sharks attack is the best one. It's about an actual real shark attack. Um, unrelated to this movie, but a guy, swimmer, who was shark attacked. I mean, there are plenty of people who have been shark attacked. This, but shark this, attacked, is that a verb now? But this is attacked a sto- by a shark. Yeah, but this is a story. Uh, this is a guy I've never heard his story before. Uh, and it was interesting because he's like a swimmer guy and uh, gets attacked. But uh, you you said when we was doing the extras, oh, I hope there's a extra about a guy about some real shark attack, and then it came on. So what did you think of the extras here? They're all right. It was unnecessary for me. I would have liked. They a, were fine. I would like a commentary. I love listening to commentaries, and this guy is really super technical. That would be interesting to me, but there isn't one. So. It wasn't one of those where I craved extra, so what we had was fine. It does tell you how they did it and how she did her part on the rock and how they made the rock out in the wall, all that stuff. So I, I felt satisfied, but yeah, I so might be have a low standard because I didn't really care. So um, The Shallows' conclusion. I think it is a very technically good shark attack movie. Um, it's little gimmick, like most films, that is that it's pretty much a one-woman show. And that actually makes it better, I think, than having a bunch of characters in the water who, mm. who are all like feeding off each other. I, I actually think this is better. The, uh, you know, I've not seen this type of one. I've seen a couple of people, you know, because when people go and make a shark movie, they go, well, we need that person, we need that person, we need that person. Like, if we just have one person, how do we pull that off? So generally, yeah. these more lesser shark movies, it's like, well, it'll be a bunch of teenagers. There'll be the snarky guy, the thingy guy. That they didn't go for that here, and I'm glad they didn't because it makes it better, you know. But like it does. Said, we have to say it does overblow the concept of shark attacks on humans. We have to reiterate. It makes that. it into an action movie. I know, it but I'm saying shark atta- sharks don't just come along and kill four or five or six people at a time. No. So this is pure fiction. It's not Jaws, where, you know, we all, everybody freaked out in the 70s and decided that sharks were out to yeah. kill people. This is like an unnatural, sort of weird, it's not even like a swarm of sharks. What do they call it? A school of sharks? I don't think they it's actually school them. But anyway, they? they're very singular. Shapes. What I did think was awesome was that dead whale. That looked awesome. Yeah, and again, I was thinking they go drag yeah. <laughs> a real whale, a dead whale, and to shore to have uh, her crawl upon it because uh, it looked gross. That's why I'm saying this movie looks amazing. This shots in this movie, yes, yeah, she comes across a dead whale, and uh, it is une- unexpected. First off, I didn't expect that to happen, and secondly, it's it looks. Amazing, like it looks like a real dead whale. Not that I've seen it. Well, yeah, I've seen a dead whale on the news, to be honest. So, um, yeah, in conclusion, it's a really fun 89 minute. If you like kind of thrilling, on the edge of your seat, tension filled movies, it is one of those. Definitely. It's well shot and well executed. I'd recommend it. You know, it's not Citizen Kane, but what is? (laughs) So, uh. Really? Is that your, is that your benchmark? No, Star Wars. 
So thanks to us. I don't think that's any better. Thanks to Sony uh, for the Blu-ray. If you want to enter a contest, you can actually win uh, a copy of the Neon Demon. Neon Demon this week. Go to a school. Sure, that's not Liam Neeson. What? What you're trying to say, Liam Neeson? The Neon Neon Demon. Okay, Liam Neeson. Um, you can okay. go and win okay. a copy of that at com this week, Monday onwards. Go and win. Next week's Blu-ray review is Warcraft, based on the popular video game that I have never played, or you. But uh, we will be looking at the movie and tell you what it's like. So, movie recommendations this week. I'm going with the theme of The Shallows. Obviously, I would recommend Jaws. Jaws has been put out, we reviewed it actually, the Blu-ray. When they restored Jaws, and it looks and sounds amazing. It's like even like the, it just looked better than I remember it originally looking. So definitely watch the Blu-ray of Jaws. It's it's really good. I mean, it's one of those films that holds. It it, it doesn't. I mean, yes, it's dated because it's from the seventies, but it's still watchable, always. Like, I can put Jaws on and watch it and it and not think, oh, they don't make... It, that's not yep. as good as I thought it was. It's always good. Like, there are movies like that where you go, oh, wow, it's well made, that movie. It's just... You have to take a leap of faith with it a little bit, but it's good. Like, it's like Steven Spielberg knows what he's doing, even back then. He knows I don't think make, he knew what he was doing. He no, was just winging something, it. No, something. All the pieces came together to make a really good movie. And then... You know, don't bother making Jaws sequels because they're not going to work. You can't capture the lightning in a bottle twice. No. Well. Well, you can with some things, but not with Jaws. Dun, da, 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 da. The wedding? No. Is that a wedding? Isn't that Darth Vader's theme song? Well, it's a, it's a loose interpretation of the celebration scene from Star Wars where they all get the medals at the end. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking well, that's about when, what yours is. When Darth right? Vader comes. Darth Vader's is... Da, 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 okay. Da, da, da. Yours it. is the celebration. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, when they're all getting the medals. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know my style. I know you know. I know you. So, um, yeah, I'm going with Jaws. And my second movie I want to recommend is an Oliver Stone movie from probably about five years ago that I don't think a ton of people saw. Um, Oliver Stone's not made a ton of movies in recent years. Don't oversell it. It's not great. No. I, I I really enjoyed it, though. If you like Natural Born Killers, which was another Oliver Stone movie, this has that kind of edge to it, this weird, violent edge to it. And the reason I mention it is Blake Lively was the female star of that movie. And it's called Savages. Uh, it's really fun. It's like a... It's almost... It's a bit Tarantino-ish. It's like ultra-violent one. Uh, it's bank robbers and drug dealing. It's very Oliver Stone as well. It's very, you know, crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, Savages. It's one of the movies that Blake Lively f- starred in. Uh, so, yeah, that's mine for this week. Yours are? Mine are because I'm going to start telling you what movies I've started watching for our my October Halloween horror slash Halloween-y type movies. And yesterday we watched... The, the Purge, Purge 3, The Election. Election. And no, what was it called? The Election. Purge 3, Election Night. Whatever. No, Election Year. Whatever. So we watched that one, and I would say all of The Purge Average. is an interesting idea. Like you've said, and I don't disagree, the execution is a bit on the weak side occasionally, but the idea and like, where, they're, the where idea. they're going with the possibilities... They're not gritty and gross, like we said. It's not like a seven or like a 28 days later. We're talking about that sort of like, 
uh, you feel like how real it could be and how horrible it's violence in it. But, but they do it in a very like glossied up sort of like comic romanticized book. violence way. People with weird masks and then you know ultraviolence. But it's not ultraviolence. It's not even like Quentin Tarantino kind of thing. It's just shallow it's the shallows of the but i still recommend if you're gonna watch the purge they're gonna do a bunch of them apparently so dig in and get the idea in your head it's kind of an interesting one this morning i watched as i took a bath because it was short very short i had a long bath for the short movie the corpse bride or corpse bride i would forgotten how kind of sweet it is i don't remember i think when i watched it before i must not have been watching it closely because i don't remember it fondly but this time i was really it was really sweet. And it looked really cool. Obviously, I'm artsy-fartsy, and so the idea of the stop-frame animation just intrigues me when you're looking at every piece that you're looking at is being touched and moved by a human hand I really every liked, single second. Uh, Frankenweenie that he did in the stop-motion style. I think this one's better. Well, actually, my ultimate one would be, of course. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Um, but I haven't watched that one. To me, that's a Christmas one. So I have to watch that at Christmas. Time. The ultimate stop-motion movie, actually... Is the fantastic Mr. Fox. That is. That's my It's not Halloween. Yeah. And the other one is going to be Night of the Living Dead, because I plan to watch that either while Barbara, I'm finishing they're supper. coming to get you, Barbara. It's one of those that I've seen enough times. I don't have to sit and like stare at it. I've seen it on a big screen, I've seen it on a little screen. It's black and white. It's not got great sound. It's just one of those that I want to experience again and see if I've missed anything. So I will have it on, watch a bit of it while I'm finishing uh Supper, yeah. It was oh, the first bro. zombie movie I ever saw. I watched it at a all-night horror festival in the theater. I'd never heard of it, and I was engrossed by it. it was, it's actually a really good... It's not as good as Dawn of the Dead, though. Uh, the second one. And to be fair, I really like Return of the Living Dead, even though it's like a... It's like a I, think, I think Dawn of the Dead is my favorite. Not Zach, Zack Snyder's one's really yep. good, but the actual old one, the 70s one. If anyone doesn't listen to like us it. very often, I am a huge fan of zombie movies. I'm not like a nerd fan where I will pick apart everything. I'm a fan of the zombie concept because of the absolute dread and hopelessness of it. I kind of dig that. Um, and if you watch something like Return of the Living Dead, it's like a comedy yeah. follow-up to Night of the Living Dead. It re- references what they said in The Living Dead. It's in the 80s. But it also is quite good. I watched it in the eighties, and this always sticks in my bra- in my mind. Yep. Uh, send more paramedics. Send <laughs> yeah. more paramedics. Right, the zombies can talk. Yeah. These aren't the zomb- just like mindless zombies. Yeah, <laughs> they eat your brains. Exactly. Which is yeah, yeah. brains, brains. So they talk in this one, uh, but not. All right, okay, I'll recommend that one as but well. But the paramedics come to rescue <laughs> somebody. They eat, the zombies eat them and then order some more paramedics like they're a yeah. pizza. I always That's the that. comedy yeah. element. But it's actually quite, if you, you know, I recommend uh, Night of the Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day and Dawn of the Dead, Re- Return, whatever. Then there's Diary of the Dead and what was that other one that wasn't great after the fact of the dead? We watched, There's a bunch of George Romero yeah. made, a, made like four of them over the last, there was that one that was like a western where they're in that town. Yeah. It was awful. <laughs> With the twins on the horse? Yeah. The zombie horse? Yeah, I didn't like that one. There was one where it was like Diary of the... Like yep. a, a... Reality TV Reality thingy. TV, yeah. Or stop, um, handheld camera. There was Document of the Dead, I believe. Mm-hmm. He made a few, George Romero, like he was trying to cash in on his own thing. But none of it was great, was it? It was all mm-hmm. kind of... Yeah. We watched them and we was like... Oh. But I did like the one with... Uh, 
was a Day of the Dead with one you don't like. Dennis Hopper is in the tower. That, that's um, Land of the Dead. Land of the Dead. Okay, yeah. that's another one. Yet yeah. again, I that's like that one Romero as well. Yeah. Romero's just like <laughs> kept going back to his well to to make more of it, but it's none of it matches up to the beginning of it, the seventies. Because those three movies from the seventies he made, those are great. Like they re- they still are subjective. I I could they're, they're a rewatchable horror movie for me. They're they're horrific because they're in that. Yeah, but scene. you would also say Evil Dead is great, and Evil Dead is not great. Evil Dead is quite I mean, crappy as far as a horror. Right, but it still isn't great. It's just that you happen to love it. So those are my recommendations. And if I had to recommend a horror movie from the old days, I would recommend the Reanimator series. That's yeah. really awesome, gory. I watched those last year, so. I won't be watching the them first years. one. Is particularly awesome. I think it's it's so gruesome and it's like it's an old story, H.P. Lovecraft story, but it's it's done in that Evil Dead kind of gross way. Like it's gross. It's got Jeffrey Combs, who is yeah. of course to me, he's not the reanimator. He is the blue alien from Voyager. To me, he's just the reanimator mm. guy. Um, is it Voyager or Deep Space Nine? Oh my god! Oh my god! Star Trek. I have been, uh, uh, Games and A Scully stuff, I've been playing uh, Forza Horizon 3 on the PC this week, I told you about it last week, and now it's finally out, and uh, it's a racing game, it's, it's, it has to be one of the best racing games of all time, you've seen me play it a lot this week, right? It lo- yeah. It looks amazing, it's like, you're, you're, right, you're driving around Australia, it's, just, it's an abridged version of Australia, <laughs> the rainforest is right next to the desert, and you know, it's, it's very abridged, but... You're driving around. It's huge, this map. There's so many events on it. They keep popping up. Like, every time I finish an event, like, five new ones pop up. So it's almost like, oh, I'll be playing this, like, for a year, like, to get everything done. Because it's so big. Which is cool, though. Um, it's on. I'm playing it on the PC, and my friend's got an Xbox One. And we played together this week. Like, he's on a console, I'm on a PC. And it was flawless. We were talking to each other. We are driving around with each other, doing races... Uh, it's the first one of the first games that's done this cross-play between the Xbox and the PC. And now all the AAA games for the Xbox are going to do this. They're going to be on the PC and you'll be able to play. It's almost like Microsoft uh, are going out of the console business and uh, back to the PC where they started, you know? Like, they want to make the PC the, the new console, maybe. But it works flawlessly. The game's amazing. It's got a really good soundtrack, like 150 tracks, all dance music and... There's a classical station, so you can listen. You can drive along listening to like "Flight of the Bumblebee." Or um, there's 425 cars. So, like most games, have like 20, 30 cars. This just has a absolute. You know, you can't even. You can't think of a car that's not in there. All the car. Well, yes, you can. They didn't get the license for Porsche. Got so, our car. Yeah, our car is in there. We have a Ford Fiesta. You can even have the same color. It looks identical to it. We got the lime green one, mother truckers. There are no Porsches in the game because uh, Porsche license is really hard to get, but there are Ferraris and Lamborghinis. What usually happens with racing games is uh, down the line at some point, there'll be a DLC where Porsches are added. Porsche, for some reason, don't like their cars to be portrayed as damaged. That's their uh. argument. So when you put them in a game and you see them all bashed up, they don't like to see that. So what usually happens is they cave in like further down the line and they add Porsches later. 
but there are none in this game. So it is a bit like, you know, if you're a Porsche fan, it kind of sucks, like, because you're like, well, look at all these awesome cars, but where's my Porsche? I want to drive the Porsche. But um, there's 425 cars. It ranges from a Robin Reliant, which is that three-wheel car that does about 25 mile an hour, to, like, the top-of-the-line Bugatti Veyron that does, like, 250 mile an hour. It, it, everything in between. Trucks, buggies, you know. If you like cars, you're going to love this game. Um, Forza Horizon. So you like it, I take it. It's... There, I, I loved Forza Horizon 2 and Forza Horizon 1, and this is more of the same thing. It's just a different location. But I want to play it right now. It's like I, it itches me. Like I love racing games and I love to drive around. It's that kind of game. It keeps you coming back. It's just really fun. So, yes, I really like it. One of my favorite racing games. Uh, buy it. The other game I've been playing on Steam is a game called Cluster Truck. Cluster, Cluster Truck. Truck. Mother Truckers. Yeah, which is obviously a joke. Uh, what Cluster Truck is, it's a very funny concept. I actually, they sent me a copy, uh, a Steam code for review, uh, so I just wanted to mention it this week. There are trucks, a bunch of trucks driving, all, you know, and you're a person who can jump. That's You can run and you can jump. Your aim is to always be on a truck, never hit the floor, and you've got to get to the end. The trucks are driving, and there's a checkpoint. And the aim is to be as fast as you can to get to the checkpoint by using the trucks. So you're jumping from truck to truck like a stuntman. And sometimes... Or like the Hulk. Yeah, and sometimes the trucks do weird things like fly up in the air, or all of a sudden there are no trucks, so you have to do a massive jump and get to the next trucks, or you have to ride a truck to the, to the finish line sometimes. It's like a puzzle game, also like a skill game. It's the kind of game that YouTubers who do the streaming thing, it's so it's kind of hard and frustrating, so it would make some awesome moments for that right. kind of thing. Even as streaming built into it, so I can see what they were going for. It's really straightforward. There's not a lot to it. It's on Steam. It's very cheap. Um, I've played enough. I've, I've played more Forza this week than Cluster Truck, but uh, I can see cause I can see its appeal. It's like, can I do that a little bit faster? Can I do that a little bit better? Can I beat the time? There's a time... There's um. You go on the world leaderboards, basically. But the very first level, which I thought I did fast in nine seconds, the leader on the board was less than one second. Now, I can't see how that's possible. <laughs> so either somebody cheated in some way or, or they found a glitch. I really hate that because you can never get better, can you? Because somebody ruins the Correct. leaderboards. Uh, so, yeah, that's Cluster Truck. And the other thing, games and A Scully stuff, we wanted to talk about this week is how awesome is fall. And fall means new TV season. There's a lot of TV coming on at the moment. So I just want to mention some of the shows that we actually watch, which uh, we find, I'll, we'd recommend. Ash vs. Evil Dead. The <laughs> first episode starts. Speaking of the Evil Dead. First episode's tomorrow. We actually saw it early, they put it up early. Um, excellent. I love the last season. This season looks like it's going to be fun. Luke Cage is available now on on um, Netflix. We're not I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm really. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to watch that. Luke Cage uh, is a new Marvel show. He was introduced to us in uh, Jessica Jones, and now he's got his own show. The Fall has come back this week. Gillian Anderson, an awesome BBC. What would you call it? Serial killer slash. 
Man versus Crime woman. drama. Woman versus man. This one is. Yeah. we uh, The Fall. And woman versus herself. The Fall has been excellent both seasons. This is the third season. Uh, the Exorcist, which uh, we've seen the first episode. Um, I'm in. Mentioned it last week. It's great. This Sunday on HBO Westworld, which I am so excited for. The movies Westworld from the uh, 70s, which you may be familiar with. You, I think Yul Brynner. Yeah, Yul Brynner. Um, Michael Crichton did the stories. There was two movies. Well, HBO are doing like a big grandiose uh, TV show version of Westworld. It starts on Sunday night. So excited. Uh, Dust Till Dawn, we're watching at the moment. We're about halfway through the season at the moment. Uh, again, a really cool, campy, knows that it's silly horror show. I mean, it's got, it knows what it is, doesn't it? And it just thrives on what it is. It's a cool horror show. Uh, we're watching Son of Zorn. What's Son of Zorn? It is a, um, it's like Jessica Rabbit for the 21st century. It's got an animated, like, Thor kind of a guy from an island in He-Man. the cartoon world. He-Man. To me, I think of him as Thor. You yeah. watch He-Man. And he's been married to and divorced from and had a kid with a woman who's a real person in real life, real life he- action person. And he now is coming back around to be hang out with his teenage son. She's moved on with another dude. He's having difficulty working in an office. And he's, you know, full decked out in his He-Man slash Thor He's outfit. a cut. Ca- he- I said he's kind of, yeah. cartoon. Well, is that how you would explain it? Okay. Yeah, he's a cartoon. It's anime. Yeah, it, 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 it's really well done, isn't it? Like the actual. Why would you ask me if you want to explain it yourself? I'm saying the animation's really well done. Uh, I don't think it. It doesn't hit hundred percent with the jokes. There's, Correct. There's a lot of parts where I know they're trying to be funny, but it's not actually funny. But then there are parts that are, are funny. The funnier parts of it for me are the parts where it's like. You know, a cartoon guy living in our world. Here's a weird thing that would occur. Like, here's something weird about that. Whereas the jokes that they try and do sometimes are a bit like, eh, that you're trying to be a bit too smart arsey and they're not actually that smart. Correct. But as far as it goes, I like it. And talking of uh, Son of Zorn, Last Man on Earth, which is wrote by the same people, um, that came back this week. And uh, really cool opening... You can see what they're doing with this opening um, episode. It's probably going to move to a different location, which is good because we've been at the same location for a whole season. Uh, last one on Earth, really funny. Again, like Son of Zorn, these, this writing team, I find about 50% of the jokes are good. And then a, a bunch of them are like, eh, okay. You know? There are funny, there's some really funny stuff in Last Man on Earth, don't get me wrong. There's some really funny stuff. But then there's also a bunch of stuff that's just... Self-indulgent. Yeah, neither in or that. They so. want to make themselves laugh on the set. They think it's hilarious. Crack themselves up. And it doesn't translate. But then when it does translate, there's just some really funny just stuff, like in that in that show. Uh, and then The Walking Dead is back soon. Uh, we all know The Walking Dead. And I'm very excited for this season because it's the Negan season, which uh, is my favorite part of the comic book. So, Yeah. That's a lot of stuff that's on TV at the moment, so have fun watching TV. So, uh, what is on... Oh, you can say the next part. What is the next thing? What is it? You have to read the outline. What does it say? It says Spanguli. What is it? What is Spanguli? Spanguli is a horror host. And on Saturday nights on MeTV, he dresses up in his little costume and he introduces a movie, which can be of any... 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, maybe even digging into the 70s. Not all high quality. 
He's never had an 80s movie yet, right? Not that I'm aware of. And this time it's called Monolith Monsters. Something hits the Earth from outer space. I don't know what year it's from. Did you look and see what year it's from? Looks like the 50s. 50s, yeah. It is 50s. So it's going to be one of those. And it's just a fun two hours of, you know, you know. You get to see a... I don't watch a ton of old movies, but these are the kind of old movies I like. Horror or sci-fi. And that's what they mainly are. Yes. Um, and they're always... Sometimes they do Inner Sanctum, which are just sort of like old... old mostly they're not good. Twilight Zone kind of... <laughs> mostly they're not good. But last week, you really loved that one. Yeah, I did like that one last week. They're mostly which not Which was? Good. I forget its name. <gasps> it's British. Peter Cushing was in it. This... I liked it a what lot. Was it? it had these oh like God. Doctor Who style like uh, monsters in it. What the hell was it? It was called like Island, Island? of Island Her- of Terror. Terror, yeah. Yeah. It's really And it was unimaginative. late sixties, I'm thinking. It was the sixties. Yeah. yeah. And it was you kept going to see how good it is. It's so good. It's so good. See how good it I is. I always liked it. It's not great. But No, I mean it's, it's got that campy cheap. Yeah. Feel but to not it. trying to be cheap no. cheap and campy. No, but it's better than a, a lot of them we've seen. It was like a virus thingy, something, cells of some kind got blown up to gigantic proportions, and now we're going to kill everybody on the island. Yeah. By sucking out their bones, which was quite yeah. good. <laughs> That's why I liked it. It was kind of grotesque. It was for supper, did you say? Yeah. B. Tonight, B. I'm making your request egg fried rice. Yeah, I like it. And it is rice. going to be my version, but as close as I could find to online. Tell, you know how people make it. So I've got the rice. I make the eggs. I've got the. What is it called? Mise en place is complete. I've chopped up the peppers and I've chopped up the onions. Preparation. The preparation. The mise en place. We watch a lot of cooking competitions. So. And finally, what is your advice to the listeners? This week, well, for a few weeks, we're having the road, the street in front of our house is being redone. Therefore, the gutter is being redone, and that then led them to tear up our driveway, about half of our driveway, and then re-pour the cement, and then pour the little part that goes down into the, well, the rolled curb, as I've nothing to do with those. It's the yes, it's it's the county doing it, and um. So they pour the fresh cement. Now, cement is in the 21st century is freaking awesome. It dries really fast and really hard. However. I'm going to say this, and anyone with children, because I don't have children, might get a little offended. I don't give a shit. Some little fucking idiots carved their names. In and our I mean, drive. their actual names in the cement of our driveway. Now, I wasn't a brilliant child, but I wasn't a troublemaker child. I wouldn't have got spanked or anything. My mom wasn't into that. I wouldn't have got, like, really in trouble. I'll tell you what would have happened to me if I was dumb enough to scrape my name in somebody else's property, my mom would have said, we're going down there right now. And either you are going to get on your hands and knees and you're going to scrape it out. You're going to apologize. You're going to make sure they know. Well, they're going to know it was me because I put my name like a fucking that idiot. Was, that was the first thing I said to you. They well, put their names in our cement. Signatures. <laughs> There's five of them. What? Oh, my God. So I was so pissed. It was soft enough at that point. I could still get a rock and, like, scrape off the name. But now we have this big scraped section of the cement. But I'd rather look at that every day than somebody's little twat children. And my philosophy is this. Hey, little children, if you want to put your names on my property, go get mommy and daddy and they can pay my goddamn mortgage. I was so pissed. I mean, it's not cute. It's not funny. Because I wouldn't have done it as a child. Because I wasn't a little asshole. So my advice is... Don't teach your children to be little assholes. What I was thinking was, if they did that there, I wonder if they went and did it elsewhere. 
Well, there were three getting poured yeah. over the week, so I, mean, I didn't go down the street and look, but um, I don't care. I don't give a shit. And I was so pissed. I was saying it out loud as I'm scraping it, standing there with my butt up in the air with the rock, scraping, scraping. And I'm like, little assholes, don't come on my property. Mommy and daddy can pay my mortgage. I mean, it just pisses me off. I said, if a kid had come up to me and said, hey, can I draw a picture in your cement? Or can I draw a flower? Or can I scrape a, a shape? Or something like that. I would have been like, oh, that would be kind of cool. But don't sneak around. I would have been like, no, you can't. I like it smooth. I don't want you drawing your shit. Well, my point it. is, if you're going to sneak around and be a little shit, that's going to piss me off. More than if you're going to be... If you'd said, can I put my hand in there and make a handprint over in the corner? I probably would have said yes. But not your idiot name. Because now we have the names of the children who did it. Well, yeah, exactly. Not that we know the pip. Uh, I'm not much of a neighbor person. Can you tell? I'm not a great neighbor. <laughs> we should uh, we should accost these children. And, I'm not uh, going to accost anyone. I want lashes. people to understand <laughs> that they don't teach their children. Or if they're not monitoring their children long enough. They had to take a while. They had to. They had to. They must have been, have been there, sat for, there for ten minutes. A more. Oh, it took more because it was really hard to scrape and it in also, there. And also, the window of time between the being no workman and oh, us yeah. coming home was a short period. Uh, it's probably true. an hour. Yeah. So yeah. they so they snuck in there and did it because we weren't at home. The workmen the work, wouldn't have let them do it, and the workmen would not have let them done it. So they literally got in that little window and yeah. did it. Yeah. So they were calculating. Little shits. All right, so <laughs> teach your children chil- not to be children, assholes. Um, and I'm not saying threaten them with bodily harm. I'm saying teach them to respect someone else's property. That's it. It's very simple, extremely simple. If that's not your yard and that's not mommy and daddy's driveway, don't fuck around with it. If you, it's extremely straightforward. You see my, why I don't have children? My children my would be like if you've got children, stressed out. Lock them in a room <laughs> in your house oh and God. just put some don't food. Don't say that. Put some food under the door every now and then. And they'll be fine. No, don't say that, because actual <laughs> children have been treated that way. Don't say that. I'm saying teach them to be nice. That's it. Don't Very let simple. them outside. <laughs> You're terrible. That's, that's my uh, advice. And yeah. don't actually, don't have them. It's too late now for many people. <laughs> if you have them. <laughs> okay, but if don't have any If you have them, it's very... There's too many I people. I can't make it simple enough for you. If they, if you point at somebody else's house and somebody else's yard, ooh, when trick or treat comes around and they come around <laughs> knocking on our door, I think I know which kids they are. We okay. can, we can, we can say. Really, they're going to be in costume. We can say their name to them. And you were right. I should have taken a picture. I yeah. was just so pissed off. I, I know, couldn't. I, was, I, I couldn't was, even wait. I was looking at you scraping. I had my groceries. I had my backpack on. I was like, "Fuck these little brats!" And I'm scraping the. <laughs> But a pic- I, the picture you would have took, if you would have took it, yep. you didn't. I, I would have posted it on uh, our uh, local neighborhood watch thing. Oh my god, that would have been... The oh. picture would have been perfect. You don't have to say anything. Just <laughs> put that picture on. I would have had a subtitle that said, Hey, Mommy and Daddy, come pay my mortgage. If you oh. want to put your name on it, you got to pay for it. Okay. Anyway, anyway. Done yeah. with my... I'm, I'm not annoyed anymore because I got rid of their little names. But still. <sighs> That's it. Don't have children. <laughs> That's not my advice. Have as many children as you want. Just teach them not to be assholes. And my advice is if you're a man, tie your tubes. And if you're a woman... <laughs> you want to tie that tube? You think that doesn't sound a little painful? You don't tie your tubes when you're a man. You tie your tubes when you're a woman. There's are tubes. They're sperm tubes. It's not what it's called. Women get their tubes tied. Yeah, men do too. No, snip. it's actually called getting your tubes tied when All you're right. a woman. If you're a woman, tie your tubes. If you're a man, <laughs> snip it. Snip it off. And don't have children. Advice. And but there's enough people. 
Thank you. <laughs> there's enough people and there's not enough cement. <laughs> All right, so I'll remind you about our website, sayschoolie.com, sidsaw.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can also catch this podcast on the Google Music Store, the iTunes Music Store, or the RSS feed, aschoolie.com slash podcast. You can subscribe or listen straight from the page. Email feedback to me at aschoolie at aschoolie.com. Don't email SidTalk. And stay classy, Miss Blake Lively. Because you're very classy in this movie, and some might say you're not. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say think for yourselves, or someone will do it for you. Bye.